Mom Save America is sponsored by Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? In addition, Mom Save America is sponsored by Plain Jane Designs, a bespoke graphic design artist specializing in business card, flyer, invitation needs. Forget Moo, go to Jane. I don't even know what Moo is. Moo is a really cool um, business card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they are. But forget them. Forget them. Go see Jane, Plain Jane Design. She's even better. And Listen, she we're works. into supporting local businesses no at this point in time and, in our lives. Right. In so the economy. Go downtown, wear your mask, mm -hmm. and support a local business. And we'll be right back. Hello and welcome to Mom Save America. My name is Tina Graff. I'm Carrie Lucas. We are that podcast dedicated to mom templating, which is contemplating mom things. Okay. You're going to mom template, yeah. contemplate those mom things. We're the podcast that's dedicated to doing that and all the things that are sparking controversy and creating all kinds of challenges in this world. We were off last week and today we're just going to do a catch-up podcast on all of the mom templating that we missed while I was away. With that said, Carrie, um, I just want to say a couple things about my trip to upstate New York. Okay. I grew up in upstate New York and the Finger Lakes, so it's really more central New York, but for most people in Manhattan, it's considered way upstate. Either you're seriously a Trump person or you're seriously a Bernie person. Mm -hmm. I don't remember growing up that way. It's either Trump signs everywhere or crazy liberal signs. I How think does that, that exists. Well, I, I think it's just our, our time right now. The poli politics is so polarizing. Like, I think no matter where you grew up. And who still no one Bernie? Is, anyways, I, well, point. excellent point. But like. Who even remembers in their childhood or life growing up who their parents were behind? Yeah, that wasn't true. part of our culture growing up, you know? I mean, no, I don't remember talk talking about it in school. It wasn't, no. I mean, well into high school. Yeah, that no, just I wasn't agree. A I, mean, I, I, I agree, unless you were like a poli sci major. I don't think. Yeah, you know. it's just such a polarizing. I don't ever time. remember people putting, but maybe, I mean, Jimmy Carter and tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Remember that? Like yes, I do remember that. So maybe we're yeah. just trying to block it out. But anyways, I decided it's a sit on your front porch or front lawn kind of town that I grew up in. Yeah. People put their lawn chairs in their front, front. lawn. Yep. In the driveway. In the driveway. Yep. Cool. I like that. I've been so removed from it for so long, and I'm trying. I was trying to remember, like, yeah, that's what people do. They yeah. sit on their front lawn and wave to the cars. I guess. Well, they're just looking for a conversation, community, people to drive by, I guess. say hello, yeah. something. Much better to sit in the front yard than the backyard. I know we went to um, Florida a few years back, and from our like hotel room window, I could see into there was like a little strip molly type sure. motel but it was like condo slash motel so it was like um sunbirds probably mm. rented a room there yes. for six months and i got up in the morning and i looked out my window and there was like you know six you know 60 70 year old people gathered in their chairs sitting around a circle and i'm like oh that's nice they're having yeah. their coffee together and then i realized at 9 p.m that night they're still there they're still freaking there <laughs> And I was, like, making fun of them in a way. And then, you know, by day three, I'm like, I get that's kind of nice. It's better than, you know, sitting in a nursing home alone or sitting, you know, in a isolated, you're 
neighborhood home that you grew up all alone. They made like a little community, community. for themselves. It's, My it's, husband's dad. Well, that was the garage. Yeah, thing. it was the garage. And you, you had a lawn chair and you opened your garage door and you sat in your garage. Yeah. And you had a beer at the end of the day. And when the, you know, your neighbor pulled up, Listen, you had a conversation. I, had a, and, I have to shout out to Big Dan, my brother-in-law, yeah. who has a tricked out garage. A movie theater in the garage. The screen comes. So, I mean, the screen so that the bugs won't come in. Well, that's a goal of mine in my old age is to have the garage screen that pulls down. It's a great extension of their living space. And I know it makes my brother-in-law super happy. I'm very envious of that because my garage is our family shame. Like (laughs) it's just the one part of the house where I'm just so ashamed of. There has to be one part. The garage is a tough place to keep clean anyways, but Big Dan does a good job at that. Oh, I'm jealous of that. Yeah. But you could have a nice... Remember when you did your haunted mansion in the... It's always full of bugs. I don't know how to fix that. My garage is always a haunted mansion. It's always full of spider webs and spiders and bees. And it's it's a horrible Listen, place. I'm sure TikTok has a solution for us. So anyways, transitioning off of that, I had my, my um, back pain is back because I've been on a binger of eating and drinking mm-hmm. and not doing anything healthy for myself. So in the middle of the night last night, my back is killing me. I stupidly opened TikTok at 3 a.m., it's not, I don't think it's good. I think there's a problem with TikTok. Wait, what do you mean? I got sucked into TikTok for an hour. Oh, oh, it, it, it's addicting for sure. I just thought you meant like something bad is happening on Plus, there. there are a lot of conspiracy crap going yes. on on TikTok. Well, and it's the new way down, to get, get news. You can go down a rabbit hole. Yes. Some Hillary Clinton court scandal was everywhere and I was baffled. Not the pedophilia and yes. sex trafficking yes. and everything. Yeah. Oh, golly. So I'm sucked into the fact that maybe I missed something, as one does. So I try to peel myself away from the app to do some actual real research. And it's clear uh, it's just a big scam to get people against her. This Kyle is charges. also what I don't know has happened to our world. What happened to, like, slander and libel? Like, what happened to those laws? I don't know, but I don't think that they apply right now to social media. But my, my point is that I'm seeing this on my For You page, and I'm incredulous about the fact that it is completely not based in any fact. And I'm going outside social media to investigate, but... But that's great that you're taking that next step to research it. No, Kids I, aren't. They're so pliable. I mean, I my know. daughter has a friend... And she's retweeting all these, you know, she's a Trumpy. Yeah. So she's retweeting all these insane things. I'm like, she actually believes yes. these things yes. well, and they- is doing no research into realizing, no, these things aren't true. And and you can tell they truly believe, believe it. what they're talking about. That's what I'm saying. The news, we have to fix. I mean, I if there's one thing that I'm with Trump on is we have to fix how we get our news and and holding news people accountable for what they say. Listen, I know it's fun. We have this, like, we're talking about Britney, and, but TikTok isn't what's going on with Britney. Like, she might be reaching out through TikTok or something. Right. Don't just take what they're saying on TikTok. You can find out about uh, Taylor Swift's new lyrics that way, but let's not find out about actual news that way. Well, in contradiction to that, I was watching um, John Oliver last night. Okay. 
and he was talking about TikTok. And oh, well, he he said tonight, you know, when they do like the story mm-hmm. of the week, what it's going to be. He said it was going to be eyelashes. And I was like, oh, well, I'm intrigued because I get eyelash <laughs> extensions and I think he's going to go into some huge news story about eyelashes. And we're going to have to give up our eyelashes. Right. It ended up being a girl was giving a makeup tutorial on eyelashes on, on TikTok. TikTok. But she transitioned transitioned into some genocide that's happening in China. You know, listen, I'm yes. going off on a tangent yes, now. Yes. But my point is, he was like, Jesus Christ, like she's opening up. It's not a bad way to get information to people when it's accurate. Because here she is, a young girl giving an eyelash tutorial. And all of a sudden you realize there's this horrible no. human rights violation happening to the Muslim people in China that you wouldn't have known about if Listen, you weren't. I, I am a complete proponent of social media and social justice. But there is a rabbit hole of yeah, absolutely. issues that freak you out. That completely freak you out. And you have to be like, wait, wait, what did he just say? And why? What's going on? And even like when we were talking about the Aunt Jemima lady. Mm-hmm. And it's like one person on TikTok is saying Aunt Jemima was a real lady and she got paid a lot of money. Yeah, that's and, what I heard. Right. And then you're like. And not true. It's completely not true. But a whole bunch of people who follow that guy think that's true. Right. And then the other, the black lady is like, wait, no, that is completely not true the case so kids are like well what is true then? right do you go to the web to find the truth that's now? the thing right. it's coming at at you from so many different directions it's sort of what you're choosing to believe is the correct news feed that's why everybody's saying you know donald trump when he's not reelected, god willing that he's gonna start um you know trump tv and have his own mm-hmm. tv station and be like the you know, Fox News on steroids. That's like very frightening because then you have a whole group of people. And I guess you can say that about people that watch CNN from, you know, yeah. the right side. I, Left you know, side, the, yeah. But I'm saying the yes. right side thinks oh, right. that CNN people yeah. are crazy. You know, it's just somewhere along the lines, we have to change our broadcasting rules. standards yeah. and rules and implementations that you just you have to present or you have to continue to educate your children do your research like really look at the situation figure out where it's coming from who is telling you that information so you're sort of like let's say you know oh the, the, what you brought brought you to this point was that hillary clinton is some, in some way pedophile and sex trafficker yeah, right, okay right. which is just absurd right. okay but like you're putting the onus on Hillary Clinton to then say, no, I'm not going to allow you to say that about me. And then she has to go through this whole yes. legal process and sue people and yes. time, money and millions of dollars. And and it's just that's absurd. Like, it, the it, onus right. shouldn't have to always be on the person, the being... person saying, no, that's not true. There has to be. Well, there has to be libel laws. We do have libel laws. There's but slander what's, laws. What's happened it's to them? It's not Facebook happened to them. It's not connected to our social media apps yet. Right, so social media is like the Wild West. You yes. can just do whatever you right. want. Right, it is. Uh, and that has to be fixed. And it, it hit me last night in the middle of the night. This isn't good. I started TikTok and it was just fun. fun. And now I'm like, yeah. whoa, within two months, mm-hmm. it's, holy crap. We have to get better education. We have to get facts and transparency and all the information to everyone, not just opinions and feelings from people because 
People need facts to decide where they fall on particular topics. And moving on, this Republican uh, senator or congressman from Arkansas, Tom Cotton, did you hear about him? No. Okay. Do you know how I follow the 1619 Project, which Mm -hmm. is the whole slavery thing? And I've been reading that book stamped from the beginning. Well, it was recently announced that public schools are going to start teaching a unit in history based on material from the 1619 Project. Again, it's showing in detail how the founding and development and success of our country is tied inextricably to slavery. But this idiot senator tom cotton seriously that's his last name cotton he says he's going to deny any federal funding to schools that incorporate the 1619 um, material he says that this is what he actually says he says the founding fathers said slavery was the necessary evil upon which this country was built he actually agrees with what the 1619 project is saying but he doesn't want it taught in schools like in some way it's going to tarnish the founding fathers reputation which we already are know what their reputation is well well uh, why can't all of the the information be out there i mean why do you care at this point i can even sort of relate it to in a very I I hope this comes out the right way. But like you think of your grandparents or your great grandparents and they were my grandma was a lovely, kind, wonderful woman. She is on a pedestal to me. But when I think back to her, she was a terrible racist. That was my grandmother. So it sort of doesn't diminish the fact of all the kind, loving, wonderful things she did to me. She didn't know any better. She was a product of her environment yeah. at the time. She didn't right. have the education. And it doesn't change how I think of her. It's just I acknowledge yes. that she was a racist now in this day and age would not be Just like how acceptable. we think of homophobia and that kind right. of stuff. It's like, it like, was the time. Like you always get mad at me when I say about I the know. old men. It was a different time. It's okay for like what you're saying, both to be true. It was a different and time. And you... that is how our country came to be. We just have to acknowledge it. Why would we not acknowledge it? And do you think that it hurts your whiteness to give credit to the fact? That's what I don't understand, why they get so upset about it. Right. I don't understand it. It is the truth. And there's been numerous, obviously, now with Black Lives Matter, new, Bart just sent me this article on the genetic proof of the horrors that were dealt to these people because through the 23andMe project, which we all know about, genetics show this link between um, African-American females and European and American males, not African to African um, people because black men died quicker than black women and because the survival rate was so poor and European men were consistently raping women and producing offspring. And at this point now, genetics show that link to the amount of rape and torture that African-American women had to put up with. This is a dark turn on this podcast, mm-hmm. but follow the facts, pay attention, do your research, let knowledge. Yeah, why are they personally offended right. by information? Per- personally offended by science and information. Uh, yeah. Mm. It freaks, that freaks me out. 
And to transition from that, I know I'm on a lot of different topics now, but you were just saying that people don't care about the truth. And it made sense to me in my crazy stream of consciousness with my list of topics in front of me that the fact that people disregard the truth and the facts, it's destroying people and our justice system. Because I just watched, and both of us just watched this new docuseries on Showtime called Outcry, and it is brutal. It's about a football player who was accused of sexual assault with a minor and was put in prison. You got to watch it. I'm not going to give anything away on it. So much of what happens in this world is just a total laziness and disregard for truth and facts. And one person saying one thing and everybody else hopping on. And just blindly believing it. And blindly believing it. And people's lives are being just destroyed destroyed what i took away from if we're going to transition to the documentary outcry was you know we say all the time with defunding the police and everything and and these um people get upset about that word and everything but our systems our Mm. unionized systems in our this country have a huge problem Mm -hmm. and us not acknowledging it isn't going to make it disappear right and one of the um lines that I really appreciated from the documentary um, was it was in a very upscale um, community in Texas, um, mostly white people. Right. And her point was, if this can happen here, this is happening everywhere. And it, it made me think like with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. Yes, here's this hugely popular mm-hmm. uh, white, you know, he's half Hispanic, right. but white football star that is being falsely accused of something and going to go to jail for basically the rest of his life over this accusation, you've got to think about all those communities where it's just easier to put them away. away. And the detective or police chief, I don't remember which one it was, was questioned, what is your ultimate goal of an investigation? And he says, um, successful prosecution. And the uh, defense attorney says, well, shouldn't it be, um, you know, truth and knowledge? Shouldn't that be a successful outcome is, you know, we're finding the truth. And when you think of it in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement, you have these inner city communities where the police uh, system is just rolling along and, you know, getting all these notches in their belt for easily putting somebody away, not having to do a lot of investigation. There's no money behind this person to try to defend this person. Nobody cares. I mean, you think it made me sick to think about how many people are innocently sitting in jail because they were at the wrong place place at the wrong time. You fit a certain description. And guess what? We don't care. Right. We're moving along to the next one. Or we're so overburdened, we don't, we don't have time to do that, too. You know, I do um, respect the detectives and police in certain communities that they are so overwhelmed. Right. They don't have time. I mean, I'm getting off on a tangent no. about the defunding the police thing now. But it's not defunding the police. It's redistribution of the wealth to support it's, the police in certain communities so that everybody can do a better job. It's redistribution of the funding to make other programs successful to keep everybody in a healthier, happier, 
productive place. Yeah. Whether I mean, it's, it's the YMCA's, like, whether it's involved in different activities, whether it's certainly mental health situations, giving them outlets other than the police. Crime and punishment. And I think about, you know, our way of... Um, how as as a society, our way of disciplining our children over the years has evolved and changed. Mm-hmm. And you can look at that as good or bad, but it used to just be sort of corporal punishment. Yeah. Kids got spankings and sent to the room. And not that that didn't work for some. I get it. But we have evolved as a race and human beings to realize that punishment isn't always the best outcome like it's not that listen a snapping of the belt still gets me <laughs> but my point gets is me every time how about if we could have the police take the role that school systems and parents yes. have sort of switched to of instead of disciplining this action i'm going to try to switch this into a teaching moment a changing moment what can we do to help you out of this situation so it doesn't occur again. Well, and, and we don't waste millions of dollars with you sitting in jail for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just bothers me that it's so... Um, well, just like they're doing with such the, a hot topic right now that you're not even thinking about other uh, other ways other to fix, ways of doing things, right? And you know, I know that they're trying to do other things to address the opioid crisis, not punishing these people, mm-hmm. trying to rehab these people because punishing these people just doesn't work. It doesn't work. They're they're sick. It's right, and sick. that's a new way to look at things. Like instead yeah. of putting them yeah. in jail for I don't I don't know, but the documentary opened my eye not that I wasn't already yeah. thinking this way to get it but it really made things clear of the discrepancy between you know black communities and white communities and they don't even talk about the yeah. black communities no. in the documentary it's just you think if this could happen to Joe America it can happen to anybody and it does and happen. it is happening and, and the thing is is that that's not getting their a documentary series you know this is highlighted because he was the football star he yeah. was dating the cheerleader the yeah. blonde cute cheerleader leader and his life got completely turned upside down yeah yeah we've got a problem in how the mindset about what it is they're trying to accomplish what it is the police and the investigators and the law and for and the um lawyers are trying I was just going to say the prosecuting attorneys what their actual job is what they're trying to accomplish and what they're being rewarded for right like they're being rewarded they're being compensated and they're being allowed to move up in their career for successful prosecution right. and not necessarily for truth finders or right. truth seekers in some way yeah everybody out there find outcry on showtime it's fascinating docuseries so moving on i want to talk about this interview that dave portnoy from barstool sports mm-hmm. had with donald trump mm-hmm. I, i'm curious your reactions to this um listen i think he was pretty Frank, I'm being invited to the White House. I'm freaking going. Like, I think that there is some validity to that, regardless of who's in there okay, or who right. you're supporting. And he's an entertainer. Right. And he's, you know. He's like, I have an opportunity to go talk to this guy. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't have anything against him. You felt like he was propping him up a bit. He came across to me, Dave Portnoy, like a clown, to be quite honest. Okay. I was like, he was... Well, he's not a professional interviewer. I'm, I'm I mean, not saying he has to be, but he, you're talking to the leader of the free world mm-hmm. who's responsible for a whole shit ton of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And I know his job, like a Howard Stern, would be to ask him quest- more 
like lighthearted, lighthearted down uh, mm-hmm. questions that like the everyday Joe Schmo would ask mm-hmm. him. But at the same time, in the situation in life, it's not the right climate for that. I just felt like it was yeah. weird to me. I was kind of put off, to be honest. Yeah, and I can see that it, it's not the right time. I mean, we're in a pandemic; people are dying. People I mean, have no jobs. Yeah. Businesses are closing. And he asks about kneeling and the... Well, two, along the same lines, he's trying to sports orient... I get it. ...the conversation, because right. he's not a political right. person. Right, barstool sports. Yeah. I get it. But are you for Colin Kaepernick? Are you for Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. If that was the case, like, I just felt like he let Trump get away with... You know, if that was what you're going in there, to find out how he felt about, like, sports and Black Lives and... and okay, I, I didn't see this... Um part so i'm curious like was he he said to trumping trump up or he said to trump so you're upset about them kneeling what would they what would you like them to do in protest Mm -hmm. like if you don't want them kneeling and trump's like well they could run for office or they could like and i wanted him to say they're athletes right that that's their job that's their that's their only platform he just let him like answer the stupid Mm -hmm. question and giggle Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you have to antagonize trump so that he's going to get up and walk away Way. I, I wouldn't want to do that either. If I'm sitting across from him and I want to try to have a conversation with him, sure, you want to like butter him up a little bit and like get him comfortable talking to you. But well, here's something that I think we've talked about is that first of all, um, this this Corona thing has pointed out like as we're watching TV and newscasters and everything, how little talent. Oh, many people have. Yes. Listen, and I'm not saying I have any either. No. I'm not on television. No. But like how uncharismatic or If you're not savvy, completely scripted. Yes, some of these people totally. are, are not. And first of all, he's not an interviewer. That's not a part of his job. He is a he comedian slash sportscaster. And then you've seated him across from, like it or not, a very charismatic intimidating person yeah he's not playing on an equal playing field really i mean even with all of donald's you know mental illness and narcissism and everything else i mean people have met him and said you know like russell brand said i i met donald trump i wanted to hate him so bad no i he he drew me in he was charismatic i think it was really for him just like a um promotional look at me i'm interviewing the president and and maybe ill-prepared or um maybe that's when i get upset about tiger king stuff it's like we are just Well, it's sort of just feeding into our whole reality TV version of ourselves. And here is, you know, Dave Portnoy interviewing Interviewing, Donald Trump. uh, Go interview him from The Fucking Apprentice, not as the president. It's just, we're a mess. And the fact that we're a mess bums me out. That's yeah. all. That's where I'm at I'm with sorry. that. All right. Well, we're just going to. No, it's. I mean, listen, that's just my. Um, <laughs> that's when I get. I don't know. Not fun. It's the best. Thing to say. <laughs> I'm like, OK, Tina. Took like, the humor right out of it, took, Tina. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, OK, I guess I didn't get it. Um, all right. Let's move on to some headlines. Paris Hilton has announced that she is uh, coming out with her documentary at the end of September. I can't wait. I believe you, but my first reaction was, oh, come on. But then I thought to myself, Tina, maybe she has had a hard time. Oh, uh, listen. Maybe she's uh, had a terrible childhood and I don't know about it. Absolutely. I mean, I was a nanny for somebody, okay? Right, that's true. And um, I got to see a different side of things and how rich people's kids get treated 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not all, it's you not know, great. you have to sort of separate like, oh, of course they never missed a meal and never went hungry, right. which also is not true. But yeah, there's a lot of shit yeah. that's going on in those places that we can't even imagine yeah. what life would be like for those children. So it'll be interesting to see what she actually comes out and says was her big trauma that mm-hmm. she went through. Carrie's daughter is re-watching the Simple Life. Mm-hmm. It's her favorite show. It really is hilarious. Yeah. When you go back and watch those. I mean, it was really kind of beyond, before its time. Before its time. And as really um, funny. silly as the girls are, it's uh, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, and they send them to the country to be a quote unquote, you know, typical person. Yeah, farmer. In typical situations. And I'm watching them and thinking, yeah, not far off from what my... Teenage daughters might do if they were sent to the farm to shovel right. horse manure. You know what I mean? It's not that. No, of course Their behavior not. is not that ridiculous. Right. Well, now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But also, Beyonce is going to be releasing a new. Yes, on Disney Plus. Disney Plus is called Black is King. Yes. Very excited. Very excited. Mm-hmm. I went and looked at, into this and it's basically like. A giant music video Mm -hmm. to uh, the soundtrack of The Lion King. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so perfect. I love the title, Black is King. And also, everything she does, I find very, like, moving and artistically amazing. Yeah, it's going to be really good. It's going to be great, because The Lion King wasn't that great. I didn't see it. It was not great. I walked out. Oh, Tina. I'm sorry. The girls wanted to walk out, too. I'm, not, I'm just saying. You mean that live, live action? Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Okay. Also, Regis Philbin died. Yes. I got to say this about my first reactions about Regis Philbin. Why can't there be more people like Regis? Philbin? Yeah. There's that no, sort there's of no sexual scandal around him. He mm-hmm. was just a solid entertainer who, yeah, probably wielded a ton of power in his day. Didn't have to go molest freaking everybody in the hallways. Married for God knows how many years mm-hmm. to the same person. That's sort of like what I was picking I up. I watched um, Kelly and Ryan this morning. I and then I was listening to Howard Stern on the way down here. And Howard Stern lived in his building. And they had a friendship. And it was sort of the underlying theme was he made the world just a better place. Yeah. Like there's not many people like him there's anymore. Not, right. His work ethic was, you know, beyond compare and he didn't become very successful until his late fifties, early sixties. Right. So he knew what it was like to earn a dime and never took it for, for granted. granted. Right. Never treated people poorly. Or yes. like he was something better just because he was doing Yeah, and they like, said he was always very, you know, self deprecating. He yes, he knew I how to that. tell a story and he was always the joke in the story, you know, never building himself right. up in any type of way, never feeling the need to. Right. And like Olivia de Havilland died 104 years old. I don't know who Olivia de Havilland is. She was in is. Gone with the Wind. Oh. She was in. Well, she's on the outs now. She was in Gone with the Wind. Never seen Gone with the Wind. Oh. I'll never be able to now, apparently. No, you can watch it. I think they have a disclaimer at the beginning of Gone with the Wind. Oh, now. okay. They have to okay. put this disclaimer on, which is true. They should. Listen, can we. T- I, we're going to get off on a tangent, no, but this has just fine. brought this up. Can we talk about something here? Yeah, Gone with so, the Wind. So, Splash Mountain at Disney World. Yes. Is being revamped, um, revamped into um, Tiana, right. Princess and the Frog. Okay. 
which I am over the moon Certainly. excited about. Like, well, we, Tiana doesn't get any love, credit, right. any love. She's their lo- only black princess. I love Splash Mountain, but I didn't even know. Song of the South. Song of the South or the characters in that thing. And so people we, on Facebook are losing their bloody fucking mind oh over dear. it. So Splash Mountain was based off of the movie Song of the South, which is a racist movie. Uh, Uncle Remus or something. Yes. That's the it's, character. It's just based on yeah. the kind of minstrel show yeah. racist type characteristics. And of all this thing, Disney has come to say, yeah, we've got to revamp the ride and basically update it, which they should have done to begin Years with. Years ago. So funny. We we're talking about this at dinner last night. We were questioning like, Zippity Doodah, is that a racist song? It is. It's a slave song. It is? Yes. Look, really? It's like a field song. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's what I said. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I'm like, and and I said, this song must be racist. Yes. But, and the other thing is that, like, you know, as you're going through the ride and, and there's no reference to, you know, Uncle Remus isn't even in the ride. It's just Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox. Doesn't really even explain. The story in any type of no. way. It's just sort of it's the not Dixieland. like the Frozen ride where you kind of know right. what's happening, or even Peter Pan. Right. It's just a Dixieland South type ride, and to me, you know, it wasn't the theming of the ride that I loved. It was just the ride itself. I do not understand the people that are and, so passionate about right, it that they're the thing, like, don't you think Disney knows enough to like revamp it in a way that's going to be so amazing? That well, movie, my thing is, even if you've taken the, the racist aspect out of, why can't Tiana have a ride? Why can't Tiana and, have an attraction? She should have all along. Louisiana. And it's yeah. like, it's, it is the South and it's like jazz music and let's celebrate that. And in a different way, let's celebrate the South in a different way. No. People are losing their minds. And I, I just read through, I belong to some um, Facebook page, like Dis- Disney Addicts or something. The comments, I'm like, are you people not busy? You don't have anything to do. They're like starting campaigns and, and writing like for, letters. And you always say like, how does this affect your life, right. people? Right, Seriously. Mm-hmm. And things change. Other rides get taken down. And if and you re- knew, if your ancestors, like your great-grandmother, was raped and beaten and sold. And you go to Disney World and you're like, wait, we're celebrating? Yeah, <laughs> it's just wait, absurd. yeah, zippity-doo-dah? Yeah. And that, and that should really be zippity-doo-dah-don't. How can you not even just think about that for one second? I don't know. I even don't if know. it was so far removed that you don't know your ancestors. There's this one. I guess they're saying it along the lines of the people that are outraged about the statues being taken down. Oh. We cannot erase our history. We, no, we, we don't have to erase our history, but we don't have to celebrate it in an amusement park ride either. Did I you mean, watch the John Oliver when he talks about the statues? I haven't. Oh, my God. And he talks about how people like Anderson Cooper do the 23andMe thing and find out about their ancestries. And certain people like Ben Affleck want to shut it down. He does. Ben Affleck didn't want any of the public to know that his ancestors okay. were um, slaveholders, okay. right? And and then the host, who is this black genealogist guy, he cuts over to Anderson Cooper and he tells Anderson that um, his family member, who was uh, an owner of slaves, was actually beaten to death by a slave by some like pickaxe or something, and. Anderson's reaction was amazing. The host says to him, well, how do you feel about all that? And Anderson says he probably deserved it. It's not who you are. Right. Well, you can't move past anything until you acknowledge that something has happened. Yeah. And just 
move forward from there. Like if you can't even recognize that it would be painful for someone else, most of us in our 50s, like let's just say, didn't even realize that ride was racist. Like I had had no idea. I didn't even know the Song of the South Mm -hmm. movie existed. Now that I recognize that, you're like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. I I just think it's so absurd that people are so upset about it. But I guess that's the climate that's the climate and last but not least for today's podcast let's talk quickly about taylor swift releasing her new album this week folklore uh she's one motivated lady putting us all to shame in this quarantine life but according to the great and wonderful world of tiktok there are supposedly many easter eggs in the lyrics of this album a lot directed at kanye which she's good at doing some at um you know, old loves or whatever, even related to her house that she bought in Newport. But whether you like her or not, she's not sitting on her little laurels. She keeps working. She's a great songwriter. She's a great songwriter. She's a smart cookie. Mm -hmm. And she knows how to get a message across. Well, and she knows how to get under people's skin. She does. You know, she never made... I mean, the feuds. The feuds are so... Great. Brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. yet, and so perfectly timed and placed to be relevant, Shade never made anybody less gay. Yeah. Listen, I wish Kanye West... I do too. ...good health and to figure this out. I guess Kanye, just, peace be with you, for God's sakes, yeah. But go get better. Yeah. Let's not run for president. <laughs> yeah, go get better and get out of our political system quickly. And Kim, it's time. It's okay to support mental illness just, and love and care for but it's time to move on the latest thing is that he tweeted an apology, apology to her yes. so but he apologized to her because he why I he didn't, didn't have her back the way she has had his because he said that they wanted to lock him up he basically exposed her and she protected him is what i took from three like he exposed you covered him. me and i didn't cover you so he exposed things and didn't protect her and and then in her statement but maybe he exposed something that needed to be exposed like that, well, what? that the Kardashians are manipulative and crazy and want to. Oh, no, you're wrong. You, you, you've taken off the wrong. You're on the wrong team. All right. L- listen, they're crazy. But. Well, Kanye is certainly. Kanye is, is certainty. Right. Yeah. And listen, I, I don't think there's any real great relationship there. Anything. Anyways, I think quarantine played a huge yeah. part in this mental exposing. breakdown. Yeah, exposing it all. Spending way too much time with somebody that you really don't hardly even like. know. Yeah. I mean, so I'm thinking of all of them because it's insane. Yeah. that must- And it's very weird to watch like an actual um, mental breakdown happening. Yeah, like I was going to say, I've seen this one other time in my life. I ran into somebody and pretended not to see them, but actually witnessed an actual... Argument? No, I actually was like, oh, this person is having a a mental breakdown. Like, their behavior, you know, and I stood off to the distance watching something and was scared and, you know, calling my girlfriend from the parking lot. Like, I just saw something that I can't unsee. Um, And there's no 911 for that, really. Right. And it's weird to watch it on yeah. social media and television and like, oh my yeah, God. that's true. We are watching like crazy. You're watching somebody I mean, have like a mental Brittany, breakdown. Like there's a lot of, exactly. like there's a lot of shit happening out there. And then people will put on these conspiracy theories about what is actually happening when nobody really knows except the fact that mental health is a problem. problem. 
Yeah. Yeah, in unison. Yes. And with that, we're going to end it. Next next time, I really want to talk about school and what the heck's going to yeah, happen. back to school plan. Back, back to school plans. Cause, I am um, very sad. We're going to talk about that next time. But thank you guys for listening and tuning in. God, we appreciate it. Wilty, miss you. Hope you're all well. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up with everybody soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, Bye Wilty. We're out. Bye, Golden Boys. Don't <laughs> forget Golden about them. They've, they've had some good TikTok. They have. They had a lot of good posts lately. Good posts. All right. Bye, Golden Boys. Bye, Wilty. See ya.